Hello, fellow binge watchers. I'm Courtney. I'm Mackenzie. And we got a big episode lined up for today. We're going to be announcing the spring 2022 Binger Games lineup. But before we get to that, we'll be discussing season one of the HBO Max show Euphoria. This is the show that everybody's talking about right now. So uh, we had to jump in and watch it. Yeah, we're a little bit behind. Everyone's been talking about season two, but we wanted to start with season one, discuss it a little, make some predictions before we started season two, so all of you that have already watched season two can laugh at our predictions and make fun of us. If you haven't seen or heard of Euphoria, it's a series that follows a group of high school students through their experiences of identity, trauma, drugs, family, friendships, love, and sex. Now, as always, we are going to do our best to provide a trigger warning. Um, This is a pretty heavy show. Um, We put together as many as we could, but as always, please make sure to do your own research before indulging. But some of the triggers um, that might come up in today's pod and would definitely come up uh, if you watched Euphoria would be alcohol and drug abuse, sexual assault, child pornography, self-harm, domestic abuse, abortion, homophobia, and bullying. Uh, Like I said, there's probably a couple that we missed, so please do your own research and uh, take care of yourself. I think it's time, Ken, so are you ready? I'm ready. All right, go ahead and hit that spoiler alert button. So, Court, what do you think of the show overall? Um, I was a little slow to get into it. Uh, I think the first couple episodes, there wasn't really much keeping me going. Um, uh, I think I finally started to get, like, I think the only thing keeping me going those first, like, two episodes was, like, when we found out that, I don't know his actual name, when we found out that Eric Dane was Nate's dad mm-hmm. and Jules had slept with Nate's dad, mm-hmm. that was like, whoa. And like, I knew that Jules was trans, so I was wondering like how that fit in to like Eric Dane's whole storyline. I was like, does Eric Dane know that she's trans does he not know that she's trans um but then it became pretty obvious that um obviously he knew and that was like you know some kind of um like what he's into but like in secret um so yeah I don't know overall I think the show was okay I'd say above average I don't think I, like, loved it, but it was good. Yeah, I I agree. With all the hype it was getting, I was expecting to be, like, blown away, and I wasn't. Um, I know we still have a whole other season to watch, so. But it was different than a lot of other shows, so that kind of helped a little bit. But I agree. I uh, I wasn't blown away. 
Yeah, I I do enjoy like I really enjoyed the cinematography. Um there were a lot of really great shots and like kind of like the way the story was told I found interesting, although also a little confusing. Particularly like the first two episodes when I didn't really like know everyone's name yet and Rue was like narrating and like saying telling all these stories and I was like I don't I don't know who she's talking about and like I don't know what she's referring to but like obviously it didn't end up you know um like altering too much of like what um I watched mm-hmm. but I enjoyed the cinematography there's a lot of really awesome shots particularly like a lot of like the club scenes or even like the drug sh- the drug scenes when like Rue was high there were some like cool moments that they did with that so yeah if this was a binger games they'd get a lot of points for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I like that you brought up that she like narrated and told stories about the other characters because I noticed in each episode she started it with telling a story about a specific character so I started keeping track of like which one she was talking about each episode um but I, I found it interesting that although she was the narrator, like there wasn't one character that was more important than the other. They were all kind of equal, I would say. You think so? Yeah, I mean, you could tell it was about her, but besides that, I feel like she equally talked about the others. That's true. In that sense, yes. Like, I feel like we got like background information on all the characters but I feel like there were two main characters and I think they were Rue and Jules I would argue that I feel like Nate had a lot of screen time as well he did have a lot of screen time but I think everything comes back to Rue and Jules you Um, know yeah I think uh I was kind of when I first started it I was concerned because it's another show about high school kids, and it's kind of what all the shows, it seems like, that's what they're all about nowadays. But they took, like, the cliche high school roles, you know, like the jock and the cheerleader and whatever, and they kind of made multiple levels to them. You know, they went into the gritty, real, actual things that happen and not just the cliche roles. So I appreciated that. Right. I do agree with that. I kind of liked how we saw, like, the dark side of high school, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like... It's a very dark show. Yeah. Like, I feel like most... It's like Dark Riverdale. Yeah. That's possible. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of shows that, you know, talk about high school and stereotypes will like, oh, yeah, well, this side character is a druggie. Well, in, in this show, the, you know... Rue is a drug addict and she's the main character. So we're really diving into that and how that can affect, you know, a high school student and how it affects her family and her friends and the people around her. And, oh, you know, this girl was sexually assaulted and this girl is getting into porn, essentially, you know, and OnlyFans or whatever. So it's like things that parents or people watching even I've heard people say this that like oh high school's not like that high school's not like that yes it is not for everybody 
but for somebody it is yeah and like it's... somebody that's watching this show this is their high school experience yeah and th- it's not usually how high school is portrayed but exactly it's it goes into like the truth of high school and the parents don't see it because strict parents make sneaky kids mm-hmm. so the um it's weird to me i don't maybe you can offer an opinion to this but i feel like this show doesn't have a direct storyline it's kind of i just would like agree a, yeah it's just like but what keeps it interesting it's just kind of like all these kids in Rue's circle and they all make really bad decisions right and that's kind of what keeps it going that's what i don't know that's what brings the drama it's not like direct drama like the girls aren't fighting over the same guy which i actually like there's not really a love triangle which is weird right. for a high school show i noticed that the last episode when they all went to the dance together and all the girls were sitting there i was like huh they're all kind of just friends none of them are fighting with each other it was nice right that was kind of nice that we didn't have to deal with like the caddy stuff you know mm-hmm. but i think that kind of goes back to what we were just talking about how it's you know the dark side of high school they just took all the characters all the dark characters and said yeah let's make a show about them mm-hmm. instead of like oh the cheerleader that fights over the guy and wins the championship you know it's like let's do something else so i do appreciate that it's definitely a fresh perspective um but i did also find myself like i don't know like when the season ended and i'm sorry i don't want to like jump ahead too much but like when the season ended I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I have to watch the next season. Yeah, I agree. Like me, it's probably because there was no real like cliffhanger or anything. Right. And there's no really telling where it ends. Like it could, it could have ended like that. And maybe that's why they did it. Yeah, I, it probably, that's probably exactly why it was probably one of those situations where they didn't know if they were going to get renewed for another season. Mm -hmm. But ended with a, a weird flash mob music video thing. Yeah. I knew as soon as they started like singing, <laughs> I was like, oh man, Gensy's going to hate this. Yeah, it was oh, very sorry, Gens. I was not expecting it in this show. And in this show, to me, it made no sense. I was like, why is this happening? Yeah, it was kind of random. I mean, I'm assuming based on how it ended, she, well, she was doing drugs again. Right. Unfortunately, she relapsed. So I don't know if that was like them showing that she overdosed and she was... I dying i have no idea mm. it's a hot take i don't know well we, I mean, we know she doesn't die because i know she's in season two i know zendaya's in season two so yeah but yeah and zendaya does a great job she does a great job at playing this role i do agree i'm pretty sure that this is the first thing i've actually seen her in i could i could be wrong but pretty sure this is the first thing i've ever seen her in and i am quite impressed so I still don't see Monica vibes though. I still see Rachel vibes, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> we'll see. Um, should we maybe go more into the characters? Which ones you like, which ones you don't like or feel indifferent about whatever? Yeah, sure. Well, we already mentioned Rue and uh, her acting, but what did you think of Rue as a character? I feel for her. I want her to, I'm championing for her. You know, I want her to see this through. Um, but it, she's, obviously she has addiction issues. Um, and Jules was 
kind of helping her through that, but in turn, Jules kind of became an addiction for her. Mm-hmm. So that that's not the way for her to help herself. I don't know what is. I hope yeah. she finds the help. That's not actually... And I mean, I'm no addiction specialist, so no, please, me this is not real advice. But in my head, I'm thinking like that's not actually overcoming addiction if you're just like replacing it with another addiction right i mean is it a safer addiction absolutely you know like falling in love with somebody safer than drugs for sure um well maybe but maybe yeah i guess <laughs> i guess it depends on how bad you take a heartbreak but <laughs> or um, how toxic the you know, relationship is that's true or how toxic the relationship is and there's a lot of those in the show too hmm. so yeah you're right it very much depends but it's like, and I think that guy, um, Ali, was kind of getting at that, that he's like, hey, you're not really, you know, like overcoming this fully. You're just kind of like replacing it with something yeah. else. Like you're becoming addicted to jewels, essentially. So, And she was, she was doing it for jewels. She wasn't doing it for herself. So it's not sustainable. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's the thing is like as soon as jewels left she relapsed you know it's like mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like you have to want to do it for yourself in order for it to last i would think again i'm not an addiction specialist please this is not real life advice so that's a legal disclaimer <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah i think they did a good job making her a pretty good like main character though like you know considering that you know she has issues everybody has issues but like you're rooting for her and you still like know that she's a decent person and want her to overcome this and like be better yep i think zendaya does a good job of making her character likable i agree um what did you what did you think about jules i like jules she's i you know i gotta bring up why everybody always has glitter on in this (laughs) in this show everybody's got like eyeshadow and glitter glittery show i was like what is this um i like jules i think she kind of shook things up in town as she was the new girl. Um, her episode was kind of heavy as well with her, the storyline with her mom mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then sending her to the, um, was it psych ward? The unit. Yeah. The unit. AKA yeah. The psych ward. Yeah. That's heavy stuff. Um, I figured at first I was like, oh man, this has got to be some kind of conversion therapy or something. And then it was a psych word and I was like, well, potato, potato, honestly, or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, both shitty places to be sending your child. Um, but I'm glad that her dad was a lot more supportive and very on board and still supportive, obviously. Um, but yeah, I kind of like Jules. To me, she's got this, like, um, I don't know if you ever read the book Stargirl growing up. Mm -mm. I know there's, like, a Disney movie out about it now, but I just, I don't remember much about the book because I read it in, like, the seventh grade, but I just remember, like, Stargirl was, like, new girl in town, and she was just, like, her own person, and everybody was, like, just enamored by her because of, like, how, like, free she was and how herself she was. And that, to me, is, like, the kind of persona she gives off. I mean, Rue fell in love with her, like, right away. Nate fell in love with her. Like, you know, everybody just seems to be, like, enamored by her. And, like, 
into her. So that's she kind of gives me she kind of gives me Star Girl vibes. But I like Jules as well. I love that you know she's proud of who she is and she's found herself and um, I like her character. Obviously, she's got some stuff to work on too. Like um, mm-hmm. we kind of dove into that a little bit when she talked to what was that girl's name that she kissed? Erica, maybe Anna. Oh, Anna. Sorry, I was kind of close. <laughs> Anna. Um, how she said like she feels like she has to like fool around and sleep with men because that makes her more feminine like that's Mm -hmm. almost kind of like internalized like homophobia internalized transphobia like this feeling that like oh well if I want to be a girl I have to you know sleep with men or whatever so um I thought that was an interesting obstacle to throw in there for her so it's like one of those shows where we get to see a lot of cool perspectives and learn a lot of cool shit that like you know is not your experience but like it's good to see you know yeah i agree the thing i noticed with this show i was thinking about like oh which character do i like if someone asked me who my favorite character was like i don't love any of these characters like there's traits of each of them that i like but i don't really like love any of them i don't know if you feel the same yeah i don't know i kind of agree it's like there are definitely characters I like. I wouldn't say any of them are a favorite. I mean, I could definitely tell you a character I don't like, and it's Nate. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole nother conversation. Maybe we should just go through, go through the mains like real quick and just say like, love them or hate them. Okay. Or maybe somewhere in between. All right. Well, we already said we don't love any of them. <laughs> that's but. true. All right. Okay. They're okay, or we love them. Or we hate them. We'll start at the top. We'll start at the top with Rue. Rue's okay. She's okay. She's cool. Yeah. Jules, she's cool. I like Jules. I agree. If I had to pick a favorite, it it might be Jules. If I had to pick a favorite, it would be Lexi. I think she's underrated. Yeah? Yeah, I think she's a really... I like Lexi. She's a really good friend. And we we haven't learned too much about her yet. So I'm curious... Hopefully we learn more about her. She kind of reminds me of you in the sense that she's like of me? the younger sister. Yeah, the younger oh. sister that's like there in the background always. And she's like, that's me. she comes in clutch when you need her. She She's really funny when when you least expect it. I was like, yeah, that's, that's like my sister. Yeah, I liked when uh, Kat was kissing the dude up on the balcony and she screamed something. I don't know what she screams. You remember that? Yeah, I didn't know. What Cassie I- was like, what did you just say? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> So I went to say one word and then started to say another. <laughs> uh-huh. That was funny. And when she saved um, Cassie's ass from mm, McKay. McKay walking in on him. I also like that McKay knew what her costume was and everybody else was making fun of her. <laughs> right? In fact, that she dressed up as Bob Ross. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Um, speaking of Cassie and McKay, what do you think of Cassie and McKay? I like Cassie. I think I hate how like they portray her and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, all the, the guys in school and everything. I, when I see her, she just looks sad. And I, I want her to be happy. I agree with that. I like Cassie, too. And I think McKay is okay. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's got some redeeming qualities, but he also has some pretty shitty ones, too. I mean, everybody in the show has per- some shitty qualities. Like, nobody's perfect, obviously. But mm-hmm. his are a little shittier than some of the others, I think. 
Um, Nate. Ew. Hate him. Yeah, I do not like him. They could kill him off, and I'd be like, thank God. Yes, please. Do it again. Uh, what about Maddie? I don't like her, but I think there's hope. Yes, I agree with that. I enjoy Maddie 95% of the time. The other 5% is the time that she is with Nate and sticks around and defends him and whatever else she does. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm like terrified that like that girl is going to end up dead, to be honest. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... There's no hope for Nate, and she doesn't see that. But anyway, what about Cat? I like Cat. I like Cat too. I think she's a fun character. She adds to the story. Yeah, her and her uh, pay pigs. What's her and her pay yeah. pigs? That's like a thing. Every like a lot of people are doing that. Which, I'm, you know, good for her. She gained her confidence. Yeah, I love that journey for her. Like, that's awesome. And, like, I don't know. Like, ask not what you can do for the patriarchy. Ask what the patriarchy can do for you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> all about it. If men are going to pay you for practically nothing, do it. Why not? I would if I was more bold. I don't have the confidence. <laughs> I could use the money, but I don't have the confidence. <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, what about um wait we got to talk about the child drug dealer ash <laughs> yeah like what that i saw him i was like what is this like eight-year-old doing selling drugs I right now i have no idea but also like his voice is so deep like is he only eight years old like he's gone i don't through know puberty i'm so already? confused by him <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm like is he fez's brother is that why he's kind of like roped into it i'm like i don't know yeah, i don't i want to learn more about him definitely i agree with that I think it's funny that, like, Kat came in and was like, what's Bitcoin? And he was like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's blah, 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 blah. And she was like, is it safe? And she was, he was like, that's what I just said. <laughs> yeah, I like that's him. funny. Yeah. I, I like Fez, too. I do, too. I Even like that he cares for Rue. I know. It's, like, weird to be like, oh, yeah, the guy that's, like, selling drugs to a bunch of kids, I love him. But, like, you know, like... I like that he's at least trying to be a responsible drug dealer, if that's a thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was very touching when he's like, that's my family. Yeah, I know. He really, like, put his neck out on the line for her. Um, And, like, I feel like that means a lot, you know? And, like, the fact that he wouldn't sell her drugs or isn't selling her drugs anymore because she's relapsed, like... And he knows she's relapsing, so, you know. And even when he was meeting with that guy, Mouse, like, and he was trying to get him to buy, what was it, fentanyl, maybe? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, like, I don't want that stuff here, like, that, you know, kills people. Like, um, I mean, I know all drugs can kill people, but right. I don't know. I think it was a little bit responsible. He's got a heart. That's all I'll say. He's got a heart. He's a drug dealer with a heart. Drug dealer with a heart. We love to see it. Um, how do we feel about Nate's dad since he's kind of taking on a, a little bit of a role, Mr. Eric Dane? Yeah, I just keep seeing Mark Sloan. It's hard. I know, right? It's weird. Um, I don't like him, but I don't hate him. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those things where like we've I know we've talked about this before when we talked about you when like watching shows can put you in like terrible moral situations because it's like mm-hmm. I don't know when he came over to Jules and was like I know you have the power to ruin my life like please don't like I'll do whatever yeah, I thought like, he was gonna like kill her <laughs> I got nervous at first too but like that little bit of like I don't know that desperation like showed a different side of his character that like we hadn't seen before and it was almost like oh my gosh like for a second I was like oh my god I feel so bad for him and then I was like wait a minute he has sex with children like you can't feel bad for that you know like Mm -hmm. it's like they want us almost to like like his character but i have to keep reminding myself like no jules is a minor all these other boys that he's sleeping with are also probably minors so like which like so weird like i don't i don't understand that at all like the your son is that age, you know? Like, I don't understand it to begin with, but, like, I feel like it's even worse when you have a child the same age. Mm-hmm. So gross. I don't understand. I don't understand. But that's another another topic that's definitely not for our podcast because we're not professionals. We don't talk about that shit. <laughs> um, It's just gross and bad and icky. Yeah. But... Um, did you, like, were there any characters that you thought, like, experienced any kind of, like, growth throughout the first episode? I mean, we could probably argue all of them, but, like, was there any that, or one that, like, stood out? Um, definitely Kat. Mm-hmm. For sure. You know, she was very, I don't want to say shy, but she was, I don't know. I don't know the word I'm looking for. Um, but as we discussed, she became more self-confident. And, mm-hmm. you know, she cared about what her friends said a lot. And they did jab at her a lot. Um, and I, I like that she kind of came into her own. Definitely. Definitely. And I like how they showed that, like, at the end there when she was kissing that boy. Who was it? Ethan? Yeah. Ethan. I like Yeah. Him. When she was. Yeah. Um, kind of like, you know, she kind of had this like, not a mental breakdown, but like this moment of like, hey, listen, like this is what happened at the carnival and like it really set me over the edge and blah, blah, blah. Like she realized that like she had gone too far almost, you know, with like, she wasn't being self-confident. She was like overcompensating at first and going to the extreme. And then she was like, okay, well, wait a minute. I'm going to bring it back a little bit, you know, like this is who I am. You know, she's like trying to find who she is. And I, Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. It's like, sometimes you got to try out the extremes and be like, Oh wait, I kind of like this, but maybe not this much. Right. So yeah, I would agree with that. I think she experienced a lot of growth. Um, I feel like Nate did a little bit, not that it makes him any better of a person, but I found it interesting that, you know, in his first episode, like, it was very clear that he was like pretty much extremely homophobic and like, you know, like he likes women that are perfect and he hates body hair and like, you know, all of these things about like basically saying like, Oh, he's a huge homophobe. But then he met Jules face to face. Mm -hmm. Like 
that to me was very interesting that he got that far. You know? Yeah. And I understand, I guess, he was only willing to do it because he had dirt on her. So he knew, like, oh, if she tells anyone, like, I'm going to ruin her life, which which she ended up ruining her life anyway. Um, but I, there was a little bit of growth there, so I, I'm interested to see, as much as I hate him, I'm interested to see where else he goes. Just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, I see that. Uh, like we said, most of them did have a little bit of growth, so... Um, were there any big memorable moments that you want to talk about before we head into the next segment? Um, good ones, bad ones, funny ones, weird ones, whatever you got. Yeah, I can't, I was trying to think of some funny moments, but honestly I can't. It's so like dark and twisty. Um, it is dark and twisty. You know, it was, I guess this is definitely something big. Nate framing that poor boy, Tyler, for everything. Yeah. I mean, like, to be fair, Nate is correct. You know, I mean, she had been drinking. She was underage. Oh, definitely. So, you know, it is some form of rape because when you're drinking you can't consent right so and it's underage so that's you know a whole nother issue in itself um but for him to like blackmail him into it essentially and like oh man when he was beating the crap out of him and can we talk about too wait can we talk about that moment actually for a second he beat the crap out of him, right? And we saw him laying there on the floor. That was actually one of the moments that, like, cinematically, I was like, wow, this is a really cool shot when they were just showing, like, his bloody, like, face, essentially. Mm. But, like, Nate took a shower in his apartment, mm-hmm. right? And then did he get dressed in his clothes? I don't know. Maybe. I was, uh, like, I don't know if I just wasn't following, but it looked like Nate put Tyler's clothes on and then took Maddie out on a date in Tyler's clothes. Maybe. Is that what happened? I thought it was really weird. He was sitting there getting dressed in front of him. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, I, like, I honest, I was nervous that he was going to, like, sexually assault him or something, to be honest. I thought so, too. I was like, what is happening? I I need the people to tell me. If you're listening to this podcast... And you follow us anywhere on social media. Let me know if Nate put on Tyler's clothes or not. Your girl needs to know. Because mm-hmm. that's dark and twisty. I mean, a lot of things are dark and twist- twisty, but I feel like that's another level of dark and twisty. That's like serial killer dark and twisty. Like shit we'd see on Criminal Minds. Yeah, the other the other storyline that just popped in my head was Daniel and Cassie. But then... That Daniel ended up being Kat's Daniel from when she was younger. That did not click with me. It didn't with me either. They had talked about her little boyfriend, Daniel, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he broke up with her because she she gained 20 pounds drinking pina coladas. Yeah. Um, But then they were talking about this other Daniel and it never clicked. Me neither. Until Kat and Daniel had sex. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I thought we were going to be forever together forever. And he's like... He had, didn't, had no recollection of them dating. 
Yeah, that's. I was like, talk like, about the opposite of character growth. Like, I was, I was like, look at elementary school Daniel go. Like, what a sweetheart. Or middle school Daniel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was like the fact that he, you know, didn't care what other people thought, even when she gained weight. Like he was like vibing with her. Like everything was cool. And then like he turned into a total prick. Like that conversation between him and Cassie, I was like one of those like infuriating blood boiling moments. He's all like no guy wants to talk to you because you're smart yeah. or because you can hold a conversation. You're boring and they only want you for your body, essentially. I know. I hated that. I was like, punch him. That's, I, Cassie's storyline is so... Punch him. Sad. I wanted her to punch him. Just, you know, they showed her relationship with her father. That's kind of what led to her insecurities with men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of dark and twisty stuff, Kens. It is. It's a lot of dark and twisty. It's not really our usual thing. It's really not. Um, I can definitely, like, I see the appeal. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely just, heavy. Yeah. It is really heavy. Um, I just remembered one moment in particular that made me, like, extremely uncomfy. Um, was when mouse was trying to sell the fentanyl to fez and he made rue take it Mm, and then mm -hmm. essentially was like you're gonna have to find another way to pay me and i was like oh my god i was like please don't let this happen right now i was like i can't handle this i can't handle yeah that was much more dark and twisty it was like really creepy and like rue was very lucky that fez had that kind of money and was able to get her out of that situation that he tried to get her out of in the first place, you know, like mm-hmm. not sorry. That sounded a little victim blamey, but you know, I mean, Fez said like, Hey, like I got somebody coming here, like you got to go. And she didn't want to listen. So, you know, it's like, she should not have been in that situation for sure. Um, and I hope mouse dies cause he's an asshole. Yep. I've got characters I'm ready to kill off, so. <laughs> There's a lot of those, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I think these ladies need some new love interests. Agreed. These men are not cutting it. Agreed. I know high school men are trash, but, like, come on. There's got to be somebody. Like, Ethan. Ethan seems nice. I'm glad Kat found Ethan. Yes, Ethan does seem nice. He's the only exception. Good for her. Unfortunately, most of these girls are going to have to wait to find decent men, but hopefully, hopefully they're there somewhere. Maybe in season two, Kens. Maybe. Do we want to talk about season two, maybe? Yeah, I think, um, I think we should jump into, uh, what we think might happen for season two. You know, I actually, I read, um, that they released two special episodes in between season one and season two really yeah so that's something we'll have to look out for yeah we'll have to watch those too i didn't think about i didn't see that until after we had already watched season one Mm -hmm. so we'll see how those fit in definitely but before we get into season two discussions i have a little TV News with Ken segment. Ooh, my favorite. 
So we have some uh, new season updates for a few shows. We will start with a little bit of Outer Banks. We saw Instagram posts from the OBX cast that confirm season three filming has begun. Filming for season three began in February and is expected to run through August. Um, when should we expect to see the season? For season two, they needed about four months of post-production. So the earliest we'd see the release of season three is December of 22. Um, but I'd say it's more likely early 2023. If I was a betting gal, I'd, I'm going to go with maybe February of 23. So we got a, a long ways to go for OBX3, but it is happening. I love that. I can't wait. Next up, we got Lady Whistledown in Bridgerton. They gave us a uh, official debut date for season two. It'll arrive on Netflix March 25th, 2022, so just in a couple weeks. Uh, Bridgerton is based on a book series by Julia Quinn, as we know. Each of the eight books focuses on the life and romance of a different Bridgerton child. So luckily for us, it's it's kind of easy to see where the next season's going to be heading. The first season loosely followed the events of the first novel, which focused on Daphne and her romance with the Duke. The second novel is likely to, the second uh, season's likely to follow the second book, which is called The Viscount Who Loved Me, which shifts focus to Anthony, the eldest of the Bridgerton children. So it seems like that is what season two will be about. And last but not least, this is probably the one Court's most excited for. We were officially given a release date for season two of The Wilds. Prime Video announced new episodes will be available May 6th. And it appears season two will continue to follow the girls, but also introduce a new set of subjects for this study, an island of teenage boys. Bum, bum, bum. They've been slowly introducing the boys on social media, so they're definitely going to be part of it. Good shit. I called that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll have to see how our predictions line up for that. I'm excited for that to drop. It's exciting stuff, Ken's. Is that all you got? That is TV News with Ken's. Now we can go ahead and jump into Season 2 of Euphoria. And for those of you that are all caught up, this is the part where you all can laugh at how wrong we are. <laughs> this is this is the entertainment right here. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with... Uh, I've been dodging spoilers left and oh right. Oh, man. I know it's been a little tough. So I'm glad we're finally having this episode so that I could just start season two and get it over with before I read or hear something I don't want to hear. Um, mm-hmm. Let's start with something fun. Let's start with, what do you want to happen, Kens? In an ideal world, you're the writer of the show. What do you want to happen? Oh my god. That's the thing with this. I feel like it could go anywhere. It could. You could do anything. It could. Um, doesn't have what to do be, I want to happen? It doesn't have to be little details, just big things. Okay. If you want me to start, I'll tell you, Nate dies. Love it. <laughs> I want... Um, I want to learn more about Lexi. I think I talked about that already. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Cassie to be by herself for a while and learn to love herself. Okay. Maybe she can hang out with Kat a little more to 
gain that confidence now the cat's working on that maybe yeah i'm enjoying the non-cattiness between the girls i hope that continues Mm -hmm. yeah i think they had like no no love triangles please yeah they had that like one little fight but that was it like when cat and maddie went back and forth but Mm -hmm. i do appreciate that they just kind of were like vibing at the dance like you said so yeah i kind of we know jules went off i don't know where she went did did it say where she went? They did not. Okay. I don't know if, if she plans think. on coming. Rue said let's go somewhere, right? Yeah. They were just going to like run away. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming she's going to come back. Um, I don't know how what I want for... I think Jules and Rue need time apart unfortunately um because rue needs to deal with her stuff i hope she does i agree with that but jules isn't gonna help although it might seem like it is Mm -hmm. um what else do i want i want maddie and nate to officially break up which they kind of she kind of brought that up at the dance at the end but I want I want it to be a clean break and no more of this back and forth crap. Mm-hmm. I hope McKay stays at college and doesn't come back. Yeah. Does that answer with what I want? Yeah, it's a good answer. I hope I hope Cat and Ethan are still together and thriving. I love that. I love that. Uh, I would agree with a lot of your points. Um, I want. Rue and Jules to eventually be able to like reconcile once Rue has figured out her shit and I mean Jules has a little bit of shit of her own to figure out too um I want Nate to drown in his own lies and die um (laughs) sorry a little dramatic you know who's an interesting character Nate's brother you think so? I think he said and he had four lines. Well, I know, and that's why I'm intrigued to know if he's kind of like him, if he's like Nate and his dad, or if he's, I don't know. I'd like to see his dynamic a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And also, Rue's sister, Gia, I'd like to see more of her as well. Yeah. She was starting to get a little bit more into it. Definitely. Um... Yeah, I would love to see also Rue, like, reconcile with her family a little bit. Um, I know, her, like, you, like Gia's worried about her and her mom's worried about her. So, I would love to see Rue get her shit together in season two. Um, I would love to see Rue and Jules, like, team up and take Nate down for blackmailing everybody. Um... I'd love to see Nate and Maddie break up and Maddie move on and find somebody better. I'd love for Cassie to, like, break up with McKay for good. Uh, I like the idea of her spending time by herself. I just, I don't think McKay is good for her with the way he's been acting. Um, and I kind of, I want... I want good things for Fez, too. I don't know what that includes. Mm-hmm. 
but like I hate that you know like obviously we saw a little bit of an escalation from him at the end of the season because he got raided and had to come up with that money to pay Mouse you know yeah because of Nate right because of Nate all of the show's problems come back to one person so again this is like be no fun if he died I guess because then there'd be no show this is like the uh the moral questioning again we're like oh no the drug dealer got caught <laughs> right he's getting raided <laughs> you're right that's a good point i'm like god ah, freaking nate getting the drug dealer in trouble for selling drugs to kids yeah <laughs> oops <laughs> i'm telling you it's all oh, about man. how things are framed you know you're right it's it's one of those things that like i don't know like reminds you that like not all people are bad people just because they're drug dealers or addicted to drugs or you know whatever like they're there can be likable qualities you know Mm -hmm. i don't know why fez is a drug dealer i'd love to hear more of that backstory i am assuming it has something to do with that grandmother of his that he's stuck taking care of that grandmother of his you said i don't know (laughs) Listen, we saw her titties, okay? I think I could call her grandma. <laughs> I think we're on that level. Um, of course, something we didn't talk about is the amount of penises we saw. What did you think? Oh, please. I would love to avoid talking <laughs> about penises. That's <laughs> like eight too many penises, in my opinion. It's been a, been a long time. Somebody had like a counter of it. I think it was like 25 views. I'm pretty sure. I mean, hey... I'm all about equality in television. It does, you know, and movies and stuff. It does irk me that it's okay for women to be fully naked on screen, but, like, men never have to do it. Like, weird. Mm-hmm. But, like, good for them. Good for them. I'm glad that, you know, women aren't the only ones that have to be, like, exposing themselves now. Um. But, anyway, yeah, too many wieners. <laughs> I think the micro wiener was my favorite, though. <laughs> If I had to choose a favorite wiener, it was the micro wiener. He was like, tell me it's small. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty funny moment, actually. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Um, she was like, wait, you want me to make fun of you? <laughs> He's like, yeah. But yeah, basically, basically, I want good things for everyone except Nate and probably Nate's dad. I hope the wife finds out that he's cheating and that he's having sex with minors and that he goes to jail. The end. That's my happy ending. Well, we know that's not going to happen. I know. Let's think realistic now. What do you think is going to happen? I have no idea, honestly. I think Rue... Well, she already she already relapsed. We know that. Um, unfortunately, I think she's going to keep doing drugs until she finds another replacement for her addiction. Um, I don't know. Well, I'm thinking there has to be... I think you're right. I think Jules is going to come back, right? So there has to be something that makes her come back. Because I, I think that at first, Jules isn't going to want to come back because she's going to be mad at Rue for saying, let's go somewhere and then not, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think she's going to be upset with just the way that, like, I don't know, like, Rue and Jules are definitely, like, two different people, you know? Like, Jules is very free and, like, does whatever, and Rue is kind of, like, not. 
So I think there has to be something that brings Jules back. Maybe it's, maybe Ali, you know, realizes that Rue has relapsed and he's trying to save her from essentially killing herself. And maybe he reaches out to Jules and says, hey, can you come back and help me with this? Because she's going over the deep end and I think you're the only one that can save her right now. Again, we know that's not the long-term solution, but it could, you know, get her off of the, you know, metaphorical cliff, right? Yeah. I do think Maddie and Nate maybe break up, but I also think it maybe comes out that it was, like, his dad kind of, like, planting that seed and telling him, which I think will cause even more tension between him and his father. And I don't know how that's going to blow up, but I feel like that'll blow up. Also, Maddie found that DVD. Oh my gosh, you're right. I forgot about that. I don't know what what she's. It looks. I don't know what she's doing with that, but that might might be something. That I think could eventually be the blackmail. I mean, we don't know which DVD it was. Oh, it had to be the one of Jules. That's the one that's missing. Oh, okay. Did it show that? Hundred percent. It didn't really show it, but remember, Eric Dane was kind of like. Look, when the night that he ran into Jules at the carnival, he was sifting through the DVDs looking for a particular one. And he noticed that it was missing. So it had to be the one of Jules, I think. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That would, Yeah, that would make sense to me. And so that's the one that Nate had. And that, see, it would that makes sense too. Because when Nate and Jules met at the lake which totally on Rue's side there that like that was hella sus. Um, I thought like, oh shit, Nate saw the tape and is going to kill her. I thought he was going to kill her. I really did. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's no way he's actually in love with her. Like he's baiting her right now and he's going to throw her in the lake and kill her. Luckily that did not happen. You just gave me like the the memory of that scene really grossed me out when he went up to her and he's like, open wider. Just like his dad did. And I was like, ew, this is so gross. Yeah. Ugh. I was like, oh my god. Um, ugh. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think maybe. I'm glad that Maddie took that DVD because I think eventually at the end of season two or whenever, whenever the blackmailing gets resolved, I think that is the blackmail that they're going to use to get Nate to tell the truth about everything. Yeah, I hope all the girls team up together and get him. And save the day. I would love that because Nate's a bad person. His dad's a bad person. So hopeful that that DVD will eventually save the day. (gasps) Maybe, okay, wait. So Maddie and Nate, uh, like I said, will break up and I think... That something else bad will happen between them. I mean, I hope for Maddie's sake, not another domestic abuse situation. But realistically, that's probably what's going to happen. And I think there might be an unlikely friendship in season two. And I think it might be Jules and Maddie. Mm. What if they like became besties this season since Maddie and Rue, or since Rue and Jules had a little bit of a falling out? Could be. And that's why Maddie eventually is like, yeah, I have this tape. Let's blackmail Nate's dad into making Nate tell the truth. 
What you you don't think Maddie could ever use it as blackmail against Jules? Ooh. But I mean, Jules in this situation is considered like the child, right? So the child can't consent. So like it would still be I mean, unless Jules personally was like, Oh no, I don't want that to get out, like Right. But like in terms of like the law, like I don't know. I don't think Jules could get in trouble for that, right? No, but I mean, Maddie could like release it and then Jules has like a sex tape out. Oh, uh, that's true. You know? It's like revenge porn. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Maddie would do that, but. It's essentially what all of Nate's blackmail is, is revenge porn, which is also illegal. And that's why I'm like, I, I very much wanted, like when Jules went into the station and she was like, are you sure no one co- coerced you into your statement today? I was like, please, just tell the truth. Just tell the truth. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen a lot of episodes of Criminal Minds, so I know you can kind of, like, negotiate your way into, like, like listen, I have info for you, but, like, I want immunity. Mm-hmm. You know? I know they don't just give immunity out like candy, but, like, I don't know. They might have been willing, especially because she's a teenager. Right. I don't know. Kind of got off topic there for a second, but... Um. Yeah, I'd love to see less of McKay next season. I think. I think uh, him and Cassie aren't good together. Yeah, and I think I think they will break up. I think maybe the abortion. Um. Things will the dynamic will definitely change between them. I agree. So, those are my big thoughts. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I I think maybe. At least one new character will be introduced. Maybe a couple others, um, like new kids to school or just people that weren't talked about before. Yeah, I'd love to see some fresh faces, especially, like we said, some some new meat, some new men for these ladies that deserve better. Mm-hmm. Although they don't need them. True. But we know they want them, so, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Hopefully they get better. I hope so, but I guess, I guess we'll see, and um, that's what we got, that's what we got for season two predictions, what we want to happen, what we think will happen, and we'll find out, right, we're gonna start watching this week. Yep, yep, we're gonna get right into season two, I know a lot of people were going crazy about the last season and the finale, so maybe it'll get a little better, not that it wasn't good, but I want my socks blown off. Me too. That's what I'm hoping for. All right. We uh yeah, speaking of blowing people's socks off. Oh shoot. We've got a big announcement. <laughs> Let me take my shoes off. Uh <laughs> last week last week we announced that the theme of this year's binger games is sitcoms. So let's jump right into the lineup reveal. We have six shows for this season's binger games. Yeah. Like I said, we did a draft. We both picked a whole bunch of sitcoms and then we took turns drafting the six. It was a, a reaping, we will call it, mm-hmm. to go with the theming of the binger games. Um, so, Ken's, you want to reveal the first show? Sure. Since I think this one was your pick anyway. In no particular order. Correct. Uh, first up, we have Friends from College. 20 years after graduation, a tight-knit group of college friends reconnect in their 40s. 
This series delves into the interwoven and complicated relationships as everyone tries to manage their adult lives while also experiencing nostalgia. Man, you see, you're telling me in my 40s, we're still going to be trying to manage our adult lives. That's very stressful. (laughs) (laughs) I was hopeful it got better after the 20s. (laughs) Since I'm getting close to the 30s, I was getting really hopeful. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm man apparently um, i guess these, i guess we'll find out harvard grads too so that that'll probably be interesting wow yikes um the next show in the sitcom i can't speak sorry <clears throat> the next show in the sitcom lineup is home economics a look at the heartwarming yet super uncomfortable and sometimes frustrating relationship between three adult siblings, one in the 1%, one middle class, and one barely holding on. In case you're wondering which one I am, it's I'm the last one. <laughs> I'm the last one. <laughs> barely holding on. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. It has um, Topher Grace Of course Grace you are, because you're getting closer and closer to the 1% every day, Ken's. <laughs> Yeah, but not not yet. So that one's got to be Raymond right now. Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> He's living large. Yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, this one looked funny. I'm excited for this one too. Next up, number three, we got Search Party. The disappearance of former college acquaintance Chantel leads several 20-somethings to get entangled in the mystery of how she went missing. I'm pumped for this one. This seems like not like sitcom like. That's why I'm you so know? interested and intrigued. Like it feels like it's going to be how to get away with murder a little bit, but like with comedy maybe because I mean it's a sitcom, right? It's supposed to be funny. It's like a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It sounds exciting. A little bit of mystery, a little bit of comedy. That might be like my sweet spot, Ken's. Mm, this might be it for you. Might be it. It might be uh might be a new favorite. Next show in the lineup is Broad City, which follows two women throughout their daily lives in New York City, making the smallest and mundane events hysterical and disturbing to watch all at the same time. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. But we love a, we love a leading female duo. Seems like most sitcoms are about people in their 20s friends or family in their 20s yeah that's good and get away from the high school stuff for a little bit <laughs> yeah we're moving up in age group yes we're graduated uh, uh number five we have unbreakable kimmy schmidt when a woman is rescued after 15 years in a doomsday cult and decides to reclaim her life by venturing to new york she must navigate a world she didn't even think existed anymore I've heard a lot about this show. I have as well. I've heard it's good. I have too. I'm excited for this one. Me too. It's kind of almost like, I don't know, like if you took like some kind of like mystery episode, but then like made a whole series of like the aftermath, you know, like, oh, she survived a doomsday cult. Here's what she's doing now. So kind of cool. I agree. And I'm I'm going to let Court announce the last one because I know she hates it already and she hasn't watched it. I am honored, delighted, <laughs> and beyond excited to announce the last show in the Binger Games lineup. 
the office. He sounded like Joey when he was accepting that award on behalf of his castmate after he had lost one. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd like to thank my parents. (laughs) She'd like to thank my parents. That's what I was going for. Thank you for recognizing. Um, If you live under a rock and don't know what The Office is, it's a mockumentary sitcom about the everyday lives of the workers at Dunder Mufflin, a paper company in Scranton, Scranton, Pennsylvania. I know how to pronounce Scranton, too. I just, like, was reading it weird. Um, (laughs) Yeah, not excited for this. It's definitely not my style of show. I, I hate, like one camera shows where like it like zooms and pans like lot oh i hate it i hate it i hate it of course that's how you shot all of your childhood shows (laughs) (laughs) you're right you're that's maybe that's why i don't like it it reminds me of when i was not good at what i do (laughs) yeah it's traumatic it's triggering for me really it's like oh man i remember when i used to shoot like that gosh remember when you had to roll the camera on the powerpoint slides (laughs) <laughs> as the yeah. credits were going across <laughs> yeah i didn't know how to put the credits in kens listen i was a young girl with a dream i tried i know i know I'm glad to see it um but hey i'm gonna try my best i'm gonna go with an open mind and we'll see what happens but yeah there you have it those are our our six sitcoms right there we're really excited. Again, we're going to watch the first season of all six of those shows and uh, judge them each separately. And whoever gets the highest score wins. Yeah. So um, we're going to start the Binger Games on the 6th. And each episode will kind of do what we did today. We'll talk about the season of one show. We'll go through one show at a time. So it'll take us six weeks. And then we'll have a Binger Games finale where we discuss the scores and announce where everybody placed. Yep. And that was the uh, 6th of April. I don't know if you said the month. You just said the 6th. I did not. So, (laughs) yeah. Just a reminder, (laughs) the Spring Games will be starting April 6th. It is coming up rather quick. That's just two episodes from now. Man, you're right. Because we're on every other week now. It's just two more episodes away. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, next episode, we're going to discuss season two of Euphoria. Yep. You can hit us up on social media. Uh, we're on every platform that I know of, um, at Pod. Except LinkedIn. We're not on that. <gasps> You're right. We are not on LinkedIn. <laughs> Don't look for us on LinkedIn. <laughs> well, thank you all for continuing to tune in. And as always, keep on binging. Binge.